I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. Hold on, hold on. I forgot what I was doing for a second. Anyway, <laughs> where am I? I'm drunk. <laughs> Hi, best friends. I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we will be discussing Exodus, the second book in the Ravenhood trilogy by Kate Stewart. Y'all, we are in for a freaking treat today. If you read ahead, you know. You know what's up. If not, what horrible heartbreak is in (laughs) store. And if you haven't, shame on you, first of all, just kidding. But we're going to lay it out for you and you're going to have your heart broken right along with us. We are going to start off by reading like the back of the book, as we usually do. And as then always. in part one, we're as always, um, <laughs> part one, we're going to do a synopsis of the book. And okay, the synopsis is a little bit short because this book is very long and very detailed. So if you want a more in-depth understanding, uh, we recommend that you read this whole series. Just read it. It really is great. Yeah. And honestly, we may do that with a few books in the future too, because there's some that we just, we can't do justice doing a synopsis for you. You're just going to have to read it for yourself. So definitely they're just, they're so long and they're so like thorough. (laughs) Yes. I can't think of a better word for it. Well, we'll give you a general rundown of what happened. Yes. Okay. So the back of the book, can you live a lie? It's a ghost town, this place that haunts me, the one that made me. It's clear to me that I'll never outgrow Triple Falls or outlive the time I spent here. I can still feel them all, my boys of summer. Even when I'd sensed the danger, I gave in. I didn't heed a single warning. I let my sickness, my love, both rule and ruin me. I played my part, eyes wide open, tempting fate until it delivered. There was never going to be an escape. All of us are to blame for what happened. All of us are serving our own sentences. We were careless and reckless, thinking youth made us indestructible, exempt from our sins, and it cost us all. I'm done pretending I didn't leave the largest part of me between these hills and valleys, between the sea of trees that hold my secrets. It's the reason I'm back, to make peace with my fate. And if I can't grieve enough to cure myself in my time here, I'll remain sick. That will be my curse. But it's time to confess to myself more so than any other, that I'd hindered my chances because of the way I was built and because of the men who built me. At this point, I just want to make peace with who I am, no matter what ending I get, because I can no longer live a lie. The first sentence is always going to be goosebumps. Like, can you keep a secret? Can you live a lie? It's (laughs) like, oh, okay. Pretty little liars pop off. (laughs) I'm already crying. Oh my God. I, you guys are not ready. Like, truly. I'm going to sob during this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it makes me so emotional. Let's oh, just freaking jump right into it. We're just picking up basically right where we left off in book one. Um, Cecilia meets the Frenchman out by her father's pool and he is gorgeous. The most beautiful man that we, she has ever seen that we have ever thought of in our little heads. Um, <laughs> and he makes it very clear that he wants her out of his hair like super rude to her and she feels like convincing him that she wants him to the raven and he's like absolutely not ma'am like not for little girls thank you so much yeah he's like calling her a little girl and she's like i'll have you know i'm 20 years old and he's like yeah she's not even 20 she's 19 (laughs) (laughs) that's even better so she spends most of her time working roman never moved back into the house in triple falls he's still in charlotte so she's just living by herself And she goes out to the town's fall festival, like trying to cheer herself up. And 
she is getting so sad and is about to leave and Sean shows up and they dance together. There's like live music and they're dancing and it's so freaking sad, but he's like, I need to go. And she's like, don't do this. She chases after him. And when she gets to like the parking lot, she sees him um, going to his car and Dom is waiting there and he's like staring at her. She's like, I love you, but they get in the car and they drive away. It's horrible. And they fucking leave her. They leave her. God, it was just like, Sean, what a tease. Uh, so she tries moving on and like months go by. Like she even compares it to like the whole sad scene from like the Twilight movies. She's like, I am Bella Swan. And she September, is, October, November. <laughs> yeah, literally like the months crawl by and she's not heard a single thing from them. So she um, actually tries to start dating again, even though Sean is like, wait for us. And she's like, fuck no. Um, so she goes on a date and when she gets home, she finds a wing pendant on her pillow. And if you'll remember, the wings are like a symbol, like a symbolization. Yeah. yeah. Of, um, like <laughs> protection from the Ravenhood. Um, so she runs into the clearing in the woods to look for Sean and Dom, but instead finds the Frenchman and they start arguing again there um, and he ends up kissing her. It's like a very hate fueled, very passionate <laughs> kiss. It's um, and she is shocked, but like also into it. And so she starts making out with him in the woods in the clearing um, and she's ready to freaking like go for it. She's like, I'm going to fuck him in the woods um, and then snaps out of it and stops herself from undoing his belt. Like her hands are on his belt, ready to just go to town on this man. Um, and then she pickpockets him for his wallet so she can read his ID. And turns out that is the one and only Tobias King, a.k.a. Dom's half-brother. So she has this horrible realization. And time goes by. She is just feeling like a piece of shit for how close she came to banging Dom's brother. And Tobias just shows up at her house. And he's like, hey. I need to know that you're going to keep your mouth shut. Basically, he does not trust her and she doesn't trust him either because the whole reason Sean and Dom stopped talking to her is because of him. And so he's like, name your price. And she's like, ensure that my father is not harmed. And he's like, I can't really do that, but I'll try my best. But he's like, I don't. I'll try my best. Safety is an illusion. <laughs> and she's like, okay, fair enough. She's like, yeah, fuck, I guess. Like, I get it. <laughs> no, she's um, not going to try that hard because she doesn't care about her dad that much. She just like, like, doesn't want him to die. If he dies, like, bummer. <laughs> but like, also maybe don't. So for the next few days, Tobias just keeps coming back to her house. And she's like, dude, why are, why are you here? You don't live here. He's like, yeah, I, I do, actually. Uh, <laughs> but despite their host- or their hostility towards each other, they actually end up bonding over a lot of different stuff. And they get to know each other a lot better. They have a lot in common, which who knew a 19-year-old and a 32-year-old man would have so much in common in this world. And Cecilia, she's still angry. One night she gets so mad that she actually drives to the garage to speak to the guys because everyone's kind of treating her like shit, like just pretending you're like she's not there because that's what Sean and Dom asked them to do. But they refuse to acknowledge her. And so when she gets back home, Tobias is once again there. And so he tells her that they've clearly made their choices and she decides she needs to break all ties to them. So what do they do? They end up having extremely passionate, hate-fueled sex. It is spicy. Um, It's really good. Yeah. Like one of my faves. (laughs) But when they do, they both have a moment of realization like, oh God, okay. I don't think I can ever be with another person ever again. We're like, oh, 
after one time. It was that fucking good. After dude. everything <laughs> that Sean and Dom have done for you. I like, know. She okay. Feels, <laughs> she feels like liberated though. So like the weeks go on, they continue to bang all the time. And they also spend some more time in between bonding some more. Like they, he cooks her dinner and they play chess. And one night she is in the shower and he like goes to join her. He comes home to join her, but they're making out in the shower and she realizes his head is bleeding. And she is like, what in the absolute hell? So she gets him out of the shower and she's like, please let me take care of you. And they have like this really intimate moment too, because she got him some prescription painkillers because his freaking head was hurting. And so he ended up getting kind of high and like asking her some really vulnerable questions. And so they bonded even more. But the next morning he was gone and she woke up to an email from Roman uh, asking her to come sign for her inheritance early the next day. So she is like, okay, Um, even though she's kind of reluctant because she's been bonding with Tobias and she's supposed to be there for another seven weeks. So part of her is kind of sad that she'll be like leaving so soon. So she goes and she has like the most horrible, heartbreaking conversation with Roman. So sad. (laughs) She is like begging him for an explanation. Like, why did you not care about me? Why can you still not care about me? And he is just elusive and cryptic about everything. So she just gives up on him and she's like, goodbye. Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me again. When she gets home, she realizes that Tobias actually followed her all the way to Charlotte and knows exactly what went down with her father. So she's embarrassed and sad and she's just sobbing, but he like comforts her and holds her while she like cries and has a mental breakdown. It's like a really big, like groundbreaking moment for them. Cause they're still like not sure about each other. Yeah. Um, so from then on, they just really have like a different kind of intimacy. Um, it is the ultimate enemies to lovers trope here. He continues to live in the house with her and they have kind of a bit of like a honeymoon phase where he like cooks for her every morning and like they play chess and drink wine and like watch the fireflies and it's very romantic. And so they're outside together having like a very intimate moment out in the garden when who comes up the path it's Sean and Dom um and they're like hey what the fuck and uh, Cecilia immediately asks like hey um where have you guys been and Dom's like yeah Tobias where have we been I'm like oh shit (laughs) oh my gosh and so Dom is angry so he starts taking it out on poor Cecilia for betraying him and she's like no absolutely not you fucking ghosted me and the whole thing is just like emotional turmoil like nobody is doing well in this moment they're all like going through their own like five stages of grief and Cecilia learns that Tobias ordered them away from her and literally sent them to another country he sent them to France and he led her to believe that they were choosing their duty to the Ravenhood over her while you know simultaneously falling in love with her so (laughs) it is freaking intense everyone ends up parting ways feeling heartbroken tobias chases after sean and dom so cecilia is like left alone and she has this freaking like earth shattering realization she is like i will literally never love anyone the way i love tobias i've never loved another man more so she goes upstairs and she packs her bags 
And so she suddenly wakes up like super groggy and can't even remember going to bed, uh, like while packing her bags. And she feels really sore and realizes that someone has drugged her. And so she like walks into the mirror and she's like, why the fuck am I sore? And someone has marked her with the Raven Wings tattoo, like similar to what like Tobias has. Like it takes up her entire like shoulder blades, like shoulder to shoulder tattoo. Um, and she is pissed. And so <laughs> she goes to the garage. First of all, slashes all of their tires because yeah, why not girl? Have your own little Carrie Underwood moment. And then she calls them all out and she's made like a giant line of fuel on the ground to light on fire. <laughs> like light on fire. And she has like Molotov cocktails essentially. And she's like, I'll fucking blow this place up if one of y'all don't start talking right now. And so everyone's like, hey girl, like calm down. So she gets kind of embarrassed and she flees and stays out until dawn before returning to grab her luggage back at her house. Um, it turns out though, like when she gets back to the house, she is not alone. Uh, Dom comes in and she is like immediately terrified because she sees that he has a gun and he's like, Cecilia, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is wrong with you? But he sets the gun down out in the hall. So she feels better, but she was full on convinced that Tobias would send someone to take her out because like she was acting like a crazy person and she thought that Tried like, to set the garage on fire. <laughs> yeah. She thought she was so volatile that he would be like, we got to take her out. Um, anyway, her and Dom have a super heartfelt reunion. It's super bittersweet because of all like the, the betrayal that's gone on between them. Um, but they get interrupted when they realize that there are Ravens from Miami in the house with them. And there has been like tension with the Miami like chapter. Okay, so, okay, um, so Tobias is also there along with another guy, so it turns out they knew, like, the people from my, like, something was going down, and so Tobias was hiding out in another room in her house, like, waiting to see what would happen, and so they end up walking out to this hallway and have basically, like, a standoff with the Miami guys, and things just go to shit immediately because they're trying to talk these dudes down. Dom's unarmed. They're trying to de-escalate the situation. And Dom realizes, you know what, there's no way out of this. And so he starts saying all these really sweet things to Cecilia and basically like professes his love to her, which he's never done verbally before. And like, kind of recalls all the sweet things that they've always done for each other on their rainy days together. Sorry, I'm like going to cry. Um, and so Dom gets shot in all the chaos and Tobias takes out the guys. And so Cecilia holds Dom in her arms while he dies. And it's really, really sad because basically he's like telling her how much he loves her, how he's the only girl he's ever loved. And so he can die knowing that he's at least love someone so the chaos continues and escalates more as more miami men show up and the guys from triple falls all the rest of the raven hood have to take them all out and so tobias orders tyler to get cecilia to safety with sean so sean and tyler kind of sneak her out and tell her only use cash stay safe do not stop for anything other than gas and like get back to your family pretend basically you never were here. You never learned anything about us, like live your life. And so she drives away just completely in shock and goes all the way back to her hometown. And, and that's where part one ends. So that's freaking part one. So anyway, I'm like, just crying. (laughs) Guys, you don't even know. We're actually going to post our, like really um, upset right now. (laughs) We're going to post 
our immediate reactions to reading that chapter. It's chapter 25. And we have, both of us took pictures of our faces. <laughs> I was so distraught and I'm so distraught. And it's been like <laughs> months since I've read this book. Oh my gosh. It was like unreal. Anyway, so, part two, the book flashes forward to the present. Cecilia, and this takes us back to like the like prologue of the very first book. The first book, yep. Yeah, so Cecilia just broke off her engagement and she is like, I have to return to Triple Falls for the only man who like has stolen my heart. Um, And so she gets to Triple Falls. The first thing she does is go to Dom's grave because she never got to have closure or grieve him. And it's horrible. It's heartbreaking. Delphine's also there. Yes. So he is buried by his family members, including their parents that, you know, got killed in the accident. So she gets back to Roman's house for the night and it looks completely untouched as if nothing ever happened there. And she's like, am I fucking crazy? Like, did I imagine it? But she just was at Dom's grave. So she's like, no. So um, Roman also has died a few years ago from cancer and they never reconciled their like their relationship at all. She, whenever she signed her inheritance over, she was just like, piss off. He told her to like update her about her schooling, but she never did. She didn't want any part of him anymore, which is fair. So yeah, so she's at her um, <laughs> her dad's house and she's getting fucking lit off of like whatever she can find in his <laughs> bar. Yes. Yeah, she's actually an alcoholic now. And so her fiance calls her and tries to get her to come back to him. And she tells him that she can. She admits that um, she has never really gotten over her past love. And that, I mean, he he kind of knows about like her time in Triple Falls without like really knowing about her time in yeah. Triple Falls. He just um, thinks that she had like a promiscuous face. Yeah. And she's like, like no. a polyamorous <laughs> relationship. And so she also has traveled to Triple Falls with her um coworker Ryan, who is like kind of like her legal aide, I guess. He is her close friend, ex-boyfriend, business partner, and lawyer, um, <laughs> who is also still in love with her because everyone is in love with Cecilia. Like, my girl has, like, a fucking golden coochie. I don't uh, know. She goes to the plant with Ryan because her whole thing here, she's like, I, well, she came to get closure and answers. And so part of her closure is that she wants to sell Horner Technologies. So the buying client isn't there, just their lawyers present. And so she's like going over the contract with Ryan and she sees the buying company's emblem is a fucking raven. And she is like, wait, no, everyone stop. Where's Tobias King? And his lawyer's like, um, he's no, like, he's who's not he the who? I don't. And she's like, who, where the fuck is he? I demand to talk to him. So his lawyer goes and gets him. And he's like, Cecilia, like, just sign the fucking papers and leave. And she's like, no, I came here to get answers. And that is what I'm going to get. And he just, like, blows her off. So Christy, if you remember best friend Christy from the, Christy from the first book, um, calls and asks, what the heck is up with Cecilia's midlife crisis? Um, because she's basically, like, trying to get rid of everything she's worked for. And she's like, <laughs> I'm going to return to my first and only love. She's like, um, I'm just checking on you. <laughs> hey, girly. <laughs> Chrissy, wake up. 
<laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> um, so while in town, Cecilia runs into Melinda, sweet, sweet Melinda from the factory um, and catches up with her. And she meets up with Ryan later. And he tells her that she, he has to resign once this deal is signed so that he can move on because he's still wildly in love with her. And she is like, what the fuck? Okay, sure. <laughs> like he got like, extremely jealous when he yeah, saw her like so upset about Tobias. He's like, I've got to quit. And she's like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. This he is was dumb. like, I I thought I had a fucking chance whenever you broke <laughs> things off with your fiance, but you just came here for another man. And like Ryan is like kind of a tool too. Like he is yes. like a womanizer like tool. And he's like, no, like you're it for me, babe. And she was like, the <laughs> fuck I am. She's and like, so actually, no, thank you. And so she's basically like, yeah, I'm really sad to lose you as an employee, but I completely understand your need for, you know, sorting out your own feelings, needing space. And (laughs) Um, so anyway, he needs space for his feelings. (laughs) So as the days go by, she keeps trying to get Tobias to open up to her and he keeps giving her the cold shoulder. They're working together um, while she kind of like, so she's signing the company like over to the him hall from each other. Yes, their offices are literally like their glass, like window walls. And so they can just like see each other literally all day long. Um, but she still owns like some shares in the company because she was going to sign it all over. But she's like, no, Tobias, you can't get rid of me that easily. So that's why they're both like they're working on it together. Anyway, one day Ryan shows up and he's like, Cecilia, we fucking got him. We got Jerry Siegel. And that was, (laughs) we did it, Joe. And that's another corrupt, like piece of shit, horrible guy that worked with Cecilia's father and the Ravenhood wanted to take him down. Like even like when she knew about the Ravenhood. So Tobias immediately, his head snaps up and he's like, excuse me. Um, yeah, because Cecilia has actually become like a super boss ass bitch and like owns this company that is like all about taking down like large corporations and making sure there's like fair like employment for all of their employees and they're all getting the benefits that they need and like shutting down corrupt corporations. It's super cool, um, which is basically what Tobias was trying to do, but like she's better at it. Um, yeah, yeah. And so Tobias comes over to listen to the phone conversation and he is pissed when he hears Jerry threaten to kill Cecilia. Cecilia is like, this is an everyday thing. It's all right. (laughs) She's Um, like, get in line, Jerry. And so when Ryan leaves the room, Tobias confronts her for going after dangerous men and they argue until Tobias sees the engagement ring that she hasn't taken off yet and gets like super pissed off because he's like, what the fuck, Cecilia? You got <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Cecilia doesn't even correct him. She doesn't even say anything about the fact that she left her fiance. Instead, Cecilia goes to see Tessa at the dress shop because she's like, you know what? I'm going to like get a cute little dress. Best and oldest friend, Tessa. Yes. And she's like, I'm going to look hot and I'm going to go out to the bars. So she gets there. But Tessa is like super weird and rude to her. And she is like, what is going on? So Tessa goes to help someone else. And when she goes to check out later, Tessa is like, I'm sorry. I was an asshole to you. But like, I'm married to Sean now with two kids and I just held a grudge against you for so long because of how damaged he was when we first started dating. And it's like, girl, that is not something that you are mad about in like five years down the road. Yeah, it's been six years, Tessa. And literally she dated Sean for like a few months. And like, it was super intense. Don't get me wrong. But like, 
bestie. Like Sean thought that was it for him to be completely uh, fair. Well, yeah, they were, they were really into each other. So I'm not like saying that they weren't, but like for Tessa to still be mad. And my thing is, okay. So Cecilia is like, listen, I, I did not come here like for Sean. Like I would yeah, never. And then Tessa's like, like, he would never. And I was like, girl, why are you like, so insecure? she's like trying to make amends with her and tessa's still like trying to start shit and she's like okay like yeah like i'm not here for my bad <laughs> yeah she's like first of all tessa like she's the only reason your shop is still up in your bunk ass boutique <laughs> in the middle of butt fuck nowhere like <laughs> she was your most loyal get customer. out of here <laughs> it was so anyway. weird and anyway. so not only that, but Sean's fucking married. And so she's like, I knew he would move on, but like, God damn. Okay. Like, yeah, that shit hurt. Married with two kids. Sure. <laughs> and so she goes to Eddie's bar and he tells her like, Hey, you shouldn't be here. And she was like, yeah, okay. Like I, that's what I've been told. <laughs> and so she like fucking pulls out her own handle of like, like rum yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he won't serve her. And she's and like, so- if you won't serve me, I'll serve myself. <laughs> oh so, my god. Starts like drinking at his bar. And um she catches up with Tyler, who is one of the few people from her past who's been friendly to her. And he's basically like, Yeah, I'm only kind of coming through here for the week. Like it's really good to see you. See, like I haven't like I've missed you, all this stuff. It was really cute. We love Tyler. He's the best. Um, And so when he leaves, some dude comes over to flirt with her. And he is, like, a little too persistent, like, getting all up in her shit. And when she turns him down, um, he gets pissed off. And so Tobias witnesses the whole interaction from the doorway and is, like, fuming. (laughs) And Cecilia is, like... Hey, um, so you actually need to run for your life. Use the back exit. <laughs> you are in and, trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're in danger. So Tobias starts making his way over and he is flipping tables. He is destroying everything in his past. So that guy, he runs. And when he gets over to her table, she's like, I just want to talk. And he's like, no, Cecilia, uh, you're drunk. I just want to talk. <laughs> she is, yeah, she is very drunk and he is, he's pissed about it. So he's like, how are you getting home? So they go out on the sidewalk. He's trying to figure out how to get her home. He's trying to call some of the other guys from the Raven Hood. And they're like, Tobias, this is not a taxi service and deal with it yourself. And so um, a car pulls up and Alicia gets out. And Alicia is the younger sister, if you recall, of one of the the Ravens. Yes. In the first book, they met at the meetup and she had a crush on Sean and Cecilia was like, back off my man. But that was a long time ago. After greeting Cecilia, Alicia freaking kisses Tobias and she's like, hey, like you weren't there for dinner. Will I see you at home? And Cecilia is like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Cecilia is fucking embarrassed as fuck because she is like, oh my God. He actually has moved on from me. And what she's so sad about is the fact that it's with someone who like is actually a good match for him. So she's like, mm-hmm. oh, like this is this like makes a sense. partner. <laughs> yeah. That he like respects and wants to be with. And that freaking messes with her. Um, so it messes with me too, girl. <laughs> she once Alicia goes home, she's like, no, it's Tobias. Like I'll get home on my own. Cause she's embarrassed. And like, he's I'll like, walk there. No, like just get in the fucking car. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I insist. I will crawl home. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> I, 
Um, so Cecilia has a full-on mental breakdown because she left her fiance to come back for the love <laughs> of her life, and he doesn't want her because he is with some other lady who's pretty cool. Alicia's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, she was dope in the first book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he tells her that you know it was a long time ago, and everyone's moved on without her. And she's like, fuck, you're right. Um, And so she asks if he loves her and continues to just spill her guts about her life while they've been apart and how, like, she basically left out all the important stuff about the Ravenhood, about how she told her fiance about all the shit that they got up to and stuff. She passes out in the car because she's, like, fucking lit. And, like, catches a little bit of what he's saying to her when he's putting her in bed because he tucks her in and everything. It's really cute. And she keeps pretending to be asleep so that he doesn't stop admitting his lingering feelings to her. So even though he's with Alicia, Alicia, whatever her name is, he's, like, spilling his deepest, darkest secrets to her as she's passing out, which is, like, pretty on brand for him. He's done that before. Yeah, he's, like, a little bit cowardly, to be honest, yeah. when it comes to his feelings. But he was, like, you can't Not the first time here. after all this time. Like, I freaking like, I could, love you. I could never forget you. And I was, like, but you did. He's also, like, uh, he's, like, basically tells her, I masturbate to you every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, like, and, like oh, I was, like, oh, bitch, she's asleep. I hear you. <laughs> Oh my what god. The fuck? So, anyway, when she wakes up like feeling hungover as fuck, he's still there just waiting for her to wake up. So he opens up to her about his childhood and like with relationships with his parents and the beginnings of the Ravenhood. And then he gives her more details about his parents' accident and Roman's role in covering it up. And then also he's like, You remember when you came here when you were 11? And you stole a copy of the Thornbirds from the library. Um, yeah, I literally watched you do that. And I've never <laughs> stopped thinking about it. And Cecilia. He like, was 18 at the time. 18 or 19 at the time. Too, yeah. And she was like 10. Well, I don't think it well. was. It definitely wasn't romantically like. Uh, like he. He was he like, wanted wow, to protect her. That's a cool kid. He's like, I like her spirit. Yeah. It wasn't like weird. At the time. I know, but like their whole relationship's kind of weird. I mean, the age gap for sure is a little like disconcerting because of how young she was when they like had their, yeah. their thing. Um, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. In yeah, part it's two fine. Because we do actually have feelings about that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll discuss that a little more in depth. Anyway, Cecilia ends up asking about the night that Dom died. She's like, what happened? Like, I, I need answers. And so he tells her, like, they're actually there because Miami had accepted a bid to kill Roman and we got a tip that it was going to happen. Roman was the one who actually called the Ravenhood for help. So he knew about them the whole time. Like the whole time Cecilia had been like Sean and Dom and Tobias was like at their house. Roman knew exactly what the fuck was up, which was wild. Cecilia asks why he would trust Tobias at all. And he told her that he admitted to Roman that he was in love with Cecilia. So whenever um, like he had gone away for a business trip, he had like actually encountered Roman and like told him all this shit. And she, like, refuses to accept that Roman cared about her and um, kind of brushes it off because she's like, no, he he told me, like, what he felt whenever I went to go sign that paperwork and he did not love me. And um, Tobias tells her that all the detail or he tells her all the details about how um, the attack caught them by surprise and which led to Dom's death and how he blames himself because he was, like, distracted and 
because of how Cecilia felt after the two of them had kind of ambushed them in Roman's backyard. And so like everyone was kind of off their game and, and basically he feels like Dom's death could have been avoided. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking that he blames himself for that. I know. It's really sad. And she's like, no, it was Dom's like, fault. Can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's he sacrificed himself. He didn't have yeah. to do that. So she tells Tobias, like, I still want to be with you. Like, we can still be together. And I was always meant to be with you. And he's like, you have to let me go. And so she asks again if he loves Alicia. And he says that he trusts and respects her. And that oh. is oh, fucking ouch, my guy. So she doesn't give up, though, and tells him that she still loves him. She's like, so you're saying I have a chance. <laughs> but um so then her ex-fiance colin shows up and it's fucking weird dude colin is like ready to fight god (laughs) (laughs) and colin wants to talk to sis or he just wants to talk he's like i just want to talk to you i want to sort this out and cecilia's like dude i told you everything you need to know like i was in a polyamorous relationship with these men and then fell in love with their brother and like I thought about them when I was fucking you and like, <laughs> like what more do you want to like, hear? What do you want from me? Um, and so then Colin tries to pick a fight with Tobias because this is when they're still in their backyard, like out her pool, like talking shit over. And Tobias like ends up completely like emasculating this man, <laughs> like just absolutely ripped him a new one. So Tobias leaves and he's like, yeah, good fucking luck with this wiener. And <laughs> Colin's like, hey, Cecilia, you were in love with that guy? <laughs> like him? Like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, I know he's, he's terrible. He fucking sucks. But what are you going to do? <laughs> you can't <laughs> you know, help your like, feelings. You can't choose who you love. And so they talk everything out and he returns home because she wants him to take over in her spot running the company that she started. And she's like, you're the only person I trust. You know, I still love you, just not in the way that you need it. And I wish I could be that for you. And so they do end on good terms, but he's yeah. still very heartbroken. Definitely. They do have their closure, but it's like, yeah. it's sad, but she's like, I can't, I literally, because like, I Colin is a very man. good man. <laughs> yeah. He really is a, a sweet little baby bean. So Cecilia, she's like, I need a fucking glass of wine and some pasta. So she goes out to a restaurant. She's just reading her book. This is my favorite scene. This in is the, entire, the best entire the novel, by the way. <laughs> so she's reading her book. It's the stolen copy of the Thorn Birds, her favorite book. And Tobias and Alicia walk through the front door and she is like, motherfucker. I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) So she's like trying to just sneak out and like avoid embarrassing herself. But when she gets up, she's so panicked. She accidentally knocks her wine (laughs) over. Okay. So she like, this isn't even the worst part. Well, it kind of is because when she knocks the wine over, Alicia immediately sees her. Then she's like, she grabs grabs what she thinks is a napkin to wipe up the wine, but it's the goddamn tablecloth. And (laughs) what is on top of this tablecloth, but a lit fucking candle that knocks over, lights the tablecloth on fire, in turn, lighting her book on fire. And so Cecilia is full on panicking. She is, you know, like the fight or flight or freeze. She froze. So Tobias comes over, pushes her out of the way and like puts the flames out. And she is just absolutely mortified. 
Um, they have the most heartbreaking exchange. I cried at that part too. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, absolutely. Like my heart was being squeezed to death. So Cecilia, she just is like, I need to give up on you. Um, I, I can't do this anymore. And so she leaves. So she wakes up later that night to like a pounding at her door. Like it is well into the next day in the early morn. And so she opens it to a rain soaked Tobias, which like hottie alert. Like, okay. <laughs> he <laughs> looking this little white button down. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> and he looks at her dressed in the lingerie that he bought her years ago. She had dug it out of her closet and had worn it because she wanted some comfort, <laughs> which I was like, girl, I get it. Um <laughs> And he is angry and Cecilia tells him to go take it on his girlfriend instead. And he tells her that he broke up with her because of Cecilia. And she's like, why? (laughs) And so he then like, they're done talking, I guess, rips off her nightgown, like just gets right down to it. They have the angriest sex I've ever read in my life. Yeah. And then he, after fucking her on a like, entryway table they didn't even make it past the entryway um door wide open yeah door open the rain is coming on in and (laughs) (laughs) he tells her that he cannot give her what she wants and so he came there to fuck her and left so she's like okay well i'm used to it honestly with this guy (laughs) that's fine (laughs) um so (laughs) the next day she is like all right i gotta tie up my loose ends and i gotta get the fuck out of here so she goes to explore roman's old room and she finds like this envelope that has a note on top of it and the note on top is addressed to her so the note basically is roman asking for cecilia's forgiveness and she's like for what i mean besides the obvious but yeah um, like you know just everything that he's ever done but she's like you never like expressed that you were remorseful before so like what do you mean So she opens this envelope and inside is a letter. Now the letter was written by Cecilia's mother addressed to Roman. And the letter reveals that her mother was the one who caused the accidental fire that killed Tobias and Dom's parents. And Roman covered it up for her. And so she is like, She's like, what the fuck? And so she immediately goes to her mother's house that she purchased for her after her whole settlement shit with Roman, like bought her this nice ass lake house. They have like all this shit now and confronts her. And she tells Cecilia, her mom tells Cecilia that she and Roman were super in love. Like she had worked at the factory for him and he, it was back before he had like all of his different businesses. And so he fell in love with her too. But they had like a huge fight when she got pregnant about whether or not to abort the pregnancy, because he's like, Hey, this looks bad. Like this looks real bad. Um, And so she obviously worked at the plant and was so distracted from their fight that she was negligent and accidentally set the fire. Um, and she tried to contain it by locking the door, but didn't realize that there were still two people left in, which just happened to be Tobias and Dom's parents. It was freaking awful. And Roman actually, he refused to like, let her take any of the blame. She's like, no, please like, let me tell them it was my fault, but he would not let her. Um, because he didn't want her it to come out that she was pregnant. The reason His child. for that, 
with his child specifically. Yes. So the reason for that is because he had like made super dangerous enemies from being a cutthroat motherfucker. And he didn't want anyone to target the people that were close to him. And so like they kind of time passes, they have Cecilia. He's like, kind of gets over it. He loves Cecilia. Like obsessed with her. Yeah. He's like, this child is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. She is the light of my life. But when Cecilia is three months old, one of Roman's enemies had placed a loaded gun in her crib and her mother immediately knew that it was Delphine who had made the threat because she knew that uh, Roman was responsible for the death of her family. Oh, she gave me like goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and so that night, Cecilia's parents made a plan that her mother would get a court ordered paternity test and take legal action to get child support against Roman. And so they wanted it to look as if he did not care about his child. So she wouldn't be a target. He pretended he did not want anything to do with her. Um, and she admits that has um, she's never stopped loving Roman and that she actually was the one who was by his bedside as he died. And she took care of him as his cancer kind of riddled his body, which was a big shock to Cecilia that her mother was still very much in love with him. And Cecilia feels super betrayed by her mom's lies and ends up storming off and driving back. She goes back to triple falls because she is like, I have to tell Tobias the truth. So she goes to talk to him he immediately tries to apologize for like the super angry sex they had. (laughs) And she is like, no, like shut the fuck up. I'm leaving. And my mom is actually the one who started the fire that killed your parents. And he's like, uh, yeah, I actually already know that because Roman Roman told him the day that like he and Tobias met and like, he confessed all that stuff to Roman. Roman (laughs) confessed stuff to her and like got the protection like for, for Cecilia. But he didn't tell Cecilia because he didn't want to ruin the relationship she had with her mother. So she's like, you know, it's already ruined. (laughs) Everyone is trying to make these decisions for me and I'm tired of it. But she tells him like, listen, I gave up my shares in the company. It's all yours. And I'm leaving triple falls. I will let you go. And then on the way out of town, she goes to see Sean. Whole chapter. (laughs) It was so sad. It hurts, you guys. Nothing is sadder. Literally, nothing is sadder than when people break up because of circumstances that they still love each other. They still love each other, but they have to break up because of life. Like that is so fucking sad, and it is heartbreaking. Um, But he gives her Dom's Camaro as a parting gift, and she it means the fucking world to her. She drives it out of Triple Falls. I'm trying so hard <laughs> to cry right now. Um, it's unprofessional. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so flash forward eight months later, Cecilia is working in a cafe that she owns called Maggie's, um, which is named after the character in the Thornbirds. And so she sees Tyler on the screen guarding the president. They're like watching like a presidential like speech. And she's like, who the fuck is that? It's Tyler. <laughs> and She's like freaking out and she excuses herself outside because she's like, oh, my God, they fucking did it. They infiltrated the United States of America. (laughs) And 
She gets into her Camaro and notices the windows are rolled down and she's like, weird. And so she turns it on and Kay by cigarettes after sex is playing and she gets out of the car and sees Tobias coming out of a grocery store. So she like flies out of the car. She's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he professes his undying love for her and he like begs her to take him back. He's like, listen, I know you do not trust me right now. I know I don't deserve you, but I want to continue to prove myself to you like over time. And I just want to love you the way that you deserve. And he is like, listen, I'm on vacation from the Ravenhood. The guys have it all under control. He's like, that's why it's taking me so long. Yeah. So she's like, if we're going to try to make this work, there can be no more secrets. And he is like, I, I promise you. And so she drives them home to her house and this new life that she's made for herself. And that's where the book ends. That concludes Exodus, the second installment in the Ravenhood series. There is a third that we will be covering um, in our next full length episode. But if you want to hear us talk a little bit more about the book and kind of break it down for you, join us in part two, uh, where we will be discussing the deep and dirty parts of Exodus. Please do join us. I have, I'm, planning to read lots of excerpts from the book that'll make you guys cry so join us there and as always let's get lit 